listening to Two Girls, One Podcast, your number one destination for video game news, tips, and analysis. As long as they're sexy video games, uh, this week we plunge deep and hard into the titillating sci-fi action game that's sweeping the nation. And by nation, I mean Kickstarter. And now, here are the hosts who always keep a firm grasp on their joysticks, uh, Jennifer Jamula and Allison Goldberg. Everybody, I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls One Podcast. Allie and I are performers, as you must know by now, uh, who for many years uh, used the internet as a script. Essentially, we put internet material on stage: Reddit threads, Craigslist posts, advertisements, Twitter storms, anything we could find, and we play different characters. Um, it was a comedy show, and then from there, we created a web series, Two Girls One Show, which we have on Hoo-ha-ha, If you're looking to check that out, Hoo-ha. yes, uh. and in it. <laughs> in it, we interview people behind the internet posts and go on scripted adventures. And then eventually we made our way here to this podcast with the Daily Dot, where we're just, uh, not just, but really, um, you know, focusing on the interview portion of this because people behind these internet communities and phenomena are interesting, y'all. So welcome. Ali, how are you doing today? I'm all right. Still not sleeping. Just kill me. How are you? You know what? Fuck sleep. Fuck it. We don't need it. It's wasting time in the day. Such a waste of time. Such a waste of time. I'm reading a great book. I've read so many books at three in the morning. I'm, just, oh I'm crushing God. it with my home yeah. library. Think how much you know now. Your imagination I, has expanded. Well, yeah. I have a lot of memory troubles with the insomnia. But, you know, it's there somewhere. It's there yeah. somewhere. How, has anything like wildly... Doing? Sorry, I keep avoiding your question. I'm good. I'm good. But I was yeah, just what curious. Hap- what I- happened that you don't want to tell me about? <laughs> I don't know, Allie. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I have to hop on a train later. I love a good train. You do? Love. Love a Ooh, good train. I do too. I fall asleep on trains. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yes. I just, I'm just going to take a trip across the country. Just, just catch one up. perpetual train ride. Can you take yeah. a train across the country? Like, not. You can. There, it's very is, long. Well, yes. <laughs> so. Do you, which does it run? Uh, there, there must be multiple trains, right? This is such a dumb question, but I would love to take a train across the country. How do you do that? Let's do it, Jen. But why are you taking a train later today? Well, I got to go visit my family. Got some family stuff to attend to. But yeah, that, that's why I'm taking a train to Philadelphia. That was a that was a boring story. <laughs> I know. Quick, quick safety tip, though, Jen. Don't hop on the train. Don't yeah. like, don't ride on top. That's not safe. Try to go inside with but a seatbelt. Yeah, it's a ride, freight like, train. It's doors. carrying goods. <laughs> you're, you're in the cold. I'm not paying car. for that train. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> She's on the hobo rail. Yeah, <laughs> I support you. I support you. Don't pay for yeah. it. Don't pay. I got a, nap, a knapsack on a stick. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> my mother would be so proud of you life hack <laughs> we're being yeah tell them about today's topic well, i was gonna say we're being vanilla as shit right now but today's <laughs> yeah. topic is actually a little crazy um so today we're talking with the senior director of subverse which is a video game about to be released um i know there's a lot of interesting stuff to say about this video game and how you know it's technologically awesome artistically amazing but what i want to say is 
you can have sex with the characters. <laughs> and also, uh, it's it's being it was crowdfunded on Kickstarter, which is you know a super interesting part of the direction that video game uh, pornography, if you can call it that, is headed. Yes, uh, and that's one of the reasons we reached out is that uh, actually many many porn studios are now crowdfunding and. I'm excited to hear about how this affects their relationship with their community, which now is like involved and uh, the porn community and commenters are already notoriously pretty involved and hilarious. And this is kind of taking it to the next level. Uh, I don't know. Porn has really led the way in a lot of innovations, which is crazy. Ali, do you remember when we crowdfunded our porn uh, Two Girls, One Show? I do. That We, you know, I was surprised how the community really rallied around that. <laughs> Well, you know, people could <laughs> could choose what we were going to do. So, you know, it was... Uh, yeah. Some people might should... consider that porn. That's semenology episode. I don't know. That was a little crank. Oh, we did have a whole episode about semen. That's really true. <laughs> yeah. um, uh. No, but there's actually... We've been trying to interview this guy for this podcast, but there is a guy who self-published a book on Amazon called Semenology. He makes cocktails with semen. So in our episode, we did interview him. So actually, you can check out some of the inner I mean, I mean there's like a snippet in the episode we interview the guy this is real we interview the real guy who wrote the book then we go on scripted adventures we decide it's delicious and we open a semen speakeasy in new york city yeah. and we can't keep up with demand that's on hoo ha ha so check it out yeah <laughs> matt you're but so ready the- wait matt is that you or is that a sound cue <laughs> no that's me wait, or, you- both. That's okay. voice. or both you do it so um, quickly it has to be you yeah hoo-ha. The, the other recorded. thing I love, God damn it. no, isn't yeah. it his voice recorded? I don't know. Uh, the other <laughs> thing that I love <laughs> We've about been over this, it's from it's Al Pacino. From I know, but the it really it really sounds like you though, Jen, doesn't it? It does. And like, how do you? I hit suppose that all white men sound the same to you. Well, that's they definitely do. what they we're do. saying. Get in your corner. But Get in your corner. How do you hit that button so quickly? Because I think it's just Matt, on his keyboard. He hits a button. It's not that hard, Jen. What's, it's just like he's ready. Say? Like he knows we're going to say it. He does know we're going to say it. I was talking about the... Scent of a Woman, 1992, starring Al Pacino. Uh, famous for the line. Hoo-ah! Yeah. Can, mm-hmm. I, can I tell you guys one of my pet peeves? Mm-hmm. When you're saying an S word and you really elongate the S before you say the word. <laughs> Subverse. I, I understand that. It's not, that one's not mine, but uh, I get it. Yeah, I, I know you're doing it for dramatic effect. I just wanted to throw that out there. Can I tell you why I love Subverse? Yes. Yes. If, if our listeners go on their Kickstarter page, which by the way, they raised, uh, what, a million, two million dollars for this porno? No, two million. Yeah. Two million for this gaming porno. If you listen to their Kickstarter, I busted out laughing because the very first sentence on their Kickstarter video is from the company that was banned from Patreon for making a werewolf eat out a girl's butthole. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck are we listening to? This Man, is going to be banned fantastic. from Patreon. Why haven't yeah. we been banned from Patreon yet? <laughs> because we haven't made a werewolf eat out a girl's butthole. Oh, wow. There's still time. There's yeah. still time. Yeah. Yeah. We're we, not yeah, even at our 100th episode. I'm working on yeah. it. Yeah, pretty soon. <laughs> this 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 company is um, well followed. Uh, I, I don't know if I would say controversial. Like any porn is controversial, I suppose, in some corners of the world. But they're known for uh, creating pornography inside video game engines uh, using the Source engine. For those who are familiar with that, 
and most people use those tools to like make fun, funny videos about gaming and action sequences that didn't happen in the game with characters or whatever. And they are making porn and now they're making a full fledged video game. There, there's a trajectory here that is interesting from a gaming point of view and then also interesting from obviously a porn point of view, mm-hmm. a porn of view. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What's your point of view? That's cool. That's cool. I also have a a really relevant story, but maybe I should save it for a different episode. It'll still be relevant. (laughs) I have a story that's highly relevant to this episode. I think I'll save it for the next episode. Because we do a lot of foul episodes and anytime we have a foul episode, the story will be relevant. I think you should burn right it now. Here. It's just oh, fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it. So this past weekend, I accidentally ended up at a nude retreat. <laughs> what? It was hmm. nude. Yeah, I knew you were going camping yeah. this weekend. So what yeah. happened? Yeah, I went. I wanted to uh, go to the hot springs. You know, there's a lot of hot springs in Northern California. So my friends and I booked to go to these hot springs, and then a day or two before, I heard rumors that it's all naked at this hot springs resort center situation and i was like oh no <laughs> oh <laughs> and that's that's not my point of view you know what i mean and then <laughs> i went and it was indeed very naked and here's the thing anyone who has listened to this podcast knows that i don't care what the fuck you do all right you want to be naked be naked but are we all just suddenly pretending that that's a nice view Like, I'm trying to enjoy the mountains and some girl's bending over and my view is of her asshole and the backside of her labia. And I'm trying to Mm. look at mountains like we're just going to. And then there's these hot tubs and everybody's in the tubs naked. And I'm like, are we pretending the genitals aren't leaky now? Is that (laughs) what we're doing? (laughs) Like, I should chlorinated. <laughs> I mean, I hope Jen, it, is. it it wasn't chlorinated. It it wasn't. Did you snap some pics for Twitter and to be part of those Twitter nudists that we did an episode about? I yeah. Don't think you're allowed to do that of other people. Oh, okay. Okay, just checking. So, did you go nude? I'm assuming no. And were you the outcast? I there were a few people wearing bathing suits, and I was one of them. But I wanted <laughs> to protect myself. Wow. Did the friends <laughs> you went with? Oh, yeah. Also, go, we all ahead, know Matt. I'm a never nude. We know this. We discussed this on a previous po- podcast. I'm a never nude. I am never naked. I wear jorts in the shower. <laughs> yeah. I, well, quick, quick anecdote. When you and I did a photo shoot, though, a few years ago with some crazy, like, internet clothes that we had on, we had to get, we had to take off a lot of stuff and we were like wearing these crazy signboards. You were so comfortable. And normally I am pretty comfortable. I'm, I, as we've discussed in this podcast, I love walking around naked in my apartment, but when (laughs) we were in that scenario, I was so shy. So you're, I'm just saying you're not a never nude. I've seen you take it off and, and flaunt it. (laughs) No, but I was wearing clothes. Yeah, we were covered by like poster board, but we're I'm okay pretty with, nude. I'm okay with not much clothing, but like okay, just give this girl a poster board. Let me keep, <laughs> let me keep my genitals to myself. Okay, and I just okay. like you know you're trying again. You're trying to like enjoy the mountains, and some old man's doing calisthenics. 
butt naked. You know what I mean? And you're like, this is just not a relaxing view. So anyway, that's my that's my story from my weekends. But we did yeah. have fun. We did go camping. My friend did get naked. So now Morgan, now you know what that's I've like. Senior yeah. dick. <laughs> yeah <laughs> matt had a question i have one point and one question first uh-huh. point um even if you're wearing a bathing suit in a pool or a hot tub or whatever um the water is still touching your genitals which means if there's leakage <laughs> it's still entering the ecosystem Agreed. The, i was thinking the, the same water. thing so that's point there's still is a barrier there's a barrier <laughs> i don't know do you know how water works Are you familiar <laughs> Yeah, but also just uh, like pubes floating around, they get caught in the barrier. They d- okay, there is okay. no barrier. That's a fair point. That's a fair point uh, accepted and acknowledged. Uh, my question <laughs> is, uh, are all, is there like a stretch of hot springs at like a camping area for miles where it's like, this is all nude? Or did you happen into the one random one that's like, yep, this <laughs> no, is the nude this, one? No, this center is nude. Got it. Did Morgan know when he planned this trip with you? (laughs) (laughs) I suggested it. I was like, let's go to, it's called, I'm going to out them. They don't care. It's Harbin Hot Springs. If you go, just know that it's fucking naked. Yeah. Like everything I've heard about these sort of situations, my limited experience, I've never had that experience. It's just like, it's not sexy at all. It's just kind of like, it's not, it's so not sexy. Exactly. (laughs) Like everybody should like, I mean, I understand the idea behind, of course, like we associate too much shame with our bodies and we should be freer but then it's like but let's not pretend that that is like aesthetically pleasing to see like <laughs> a fucking long like eating ass, their soup like just fucking scrotum i'm sorry i only want to see i never want to see a flaccid dick like that's just not <laughs> like it's my point of view i just i that's, don't want to see it you are entitled to your point of view look yeah. all i'm saying is it's a weird choice for a first date with Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, my... <laughs> no. yeah okay. Morgan is also who I visited in Argentina. We've been through a lot together. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wow. platonic. Oh, also, I've never seen so much foreskin in my life. Just like foreskin oh, on foreskin. No. They... Wow, foreskin's really kind of wild, guys. It really, it comes yeah. in <laughs> all shapes and sizes, you know? I mean, I've yeah. seen my fair share of uncircumcised dick, but like when it's it's like a totally this was a whole new world <laughs> world they should rename the retreat to the foreskin new world. They should, but well, like yeah. in with two ends the foreskin <laughs> oh that's fucking good <laughs> <laughs> let's leave it guys like my let's bad leave it there okay. it's time for trivia <laughs> all right speaking of foreskins and porn reviews and nudity uh today's episode is about adult video games not just video games with adult content but those that are explicitly pornographic. You know, there are there are sexy scenes in video games, just like in movies, but we're talking about pornographic video games. And this idea may not be super mainstream today, but it's also not new. I am going to describe three adult video games for the Atari 2600, which was a home console released in the late 70s, became popular in the early 80s when we were all youngins. Uh, three pornographic video games for the Atari 2600, which one of these is a real game that was actually released? I have three choices when you're ready. Ready to go. My favorite part of this is that you made up two of them. Yeah, I can't wait. This this took a lot of work, a lot of work. (laughs) I feel really good about this. So I hope, I know you're going to appreciate it. A, 
Custer's Revenge, a game in which you play as the famously defeated General Custer. You are fully nude except for a hat sporting a huge erection, and your goal is to dodge incoming arrows and have sex with a nude Native American woman who is tied to a pole on the other side of the screen. You'll notice that my voice cracked when I said the word sex because I'm very ashamed. The other, my favorite fucking part is that I think Matt made that one up. I think you made it up. Oh, there's more. So there's jazzed. More. It's real early Pacific time. My day's been made. You're this welcome. great. Thank you. I, I right, actually read about a. that in history books, though. So yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yes, based on a true story. That's how it revenge. went down. Uh, choice B is a game called Bachelor Party. This was a clone of the popular breakout game where you bounce a naked man around the screen, trying to smash him into multiple naked women. Every time you like crash into the woman, she disappears, and you win the level by knocking all the women off the screen. I know you guys are not gamers, but Breakout <laughs> and Arkanoid... That sounds like the real world. <laughs> that's, it's based, again, these are all based on true stories. Smash them till they um, leave. All the women get out. <laughs> Smash them out of here. Smash them to like, yeah, uh, disappear. Breakout. Breakout is where you have a little paddle and you bounce the ball and you're trying to break bricks. It's called Brick Breaker, Arkanoid. Uh, this was a clone of that genre of games, if you're familiar. All right. I'm could not, be realistic. This is pretty realistic. I'm B, not yet. B, that's Bachelor Party. Choice C, a game called Beat'em and Eat'em, in which you control <laughs> two nude women on the street and try to catch all of the incoming semen from a masturbating man who is on the roof. <laughs> if you miss the semen, you lose the level. And if you catch 69 <laughs> semen drops in a row, you get an extra life. Wow! <laughs> I think that that's one's real. That's my life in New York City. Yeah, I, I think, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Based on a true that's story. That's the episode we made. That one feels real, but meanwhile, if Matt made it up, once again, day made. <laughs> I love every single one. I'm going to go. I hope that C is real, so I'm going to go with C. <laughs> All right, Jen goes with C. Allie, you're going to go in with C? I'm, I'm going in. Two for C. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant, We will Matt. find out which of these three Atari games is real after the commercial break. Jen and Matt are pretty cool, but do you know who I like way more? Who? People who donate to us on Patreon. No, I'm not talking to you, Matt. I'm just talking to the oh, audience. Sorry. Shut up. Sorry. Okay, we want to thank James Dozier, Melissa Elliott, and Jessica Fox. People of the internet, if you contribute to us at a certain level, you can also be shouted out on this here podcast. We hope that you'll check it out. Patreon.com slash 2G1P. Thank you again to James Dozier, Melissa Elliott, and Jessica Fox. And now a real advertisement entitled Flashlight. Generic. Practically free at this price. $40. From the number one online marketplace for secondhand flashlights. Craigslist. Flashlight. Generic. Practically free at this price. $40. I'm trading this item, $40. Whoa, not interested in any other trades. It's practically free for that price. I think $40 for a used fleshlight is kinda high. Yeah, like you really shouldn't have to pay for that at all. 
right? I mean, he didn't he didn't say brand name. Maybe it's a really expensive one, but like, mm. is it ever really clean again? Yeah, you know, you can put them in the dishwasher. Oh, really? Yeah, but still, Not like that. You saw that Broad City episode where she put the the dildo in the dishwasher. Yeah, that and didn't work out. Yeah. It did not work out. Yeah, it didn't work so, out. <laughs> it's unclear. If you, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you know that about this product. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the, the, it's an interesting category of products of like most things in our life we can like resell or donate, but there's a certain category of things that are like mm, you know there's just no matter how clean they get, we will not be reusing them. Right at the from the thrift store, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. Like, like people, um, do you, let me ask you a question. Do you guys, yeah. um, do you guys like thrifting clothes is huge, and I respect it because like you're re- like they're not going to landfill. You're you're getting awesome clothes that were previously owned, and I want to be able to do that. But like I was looking for like just hunting for like a nice blazer, like a tweed blazer, or whatever. And I'm looking at the thrift shop, like oh maybe I'll score something in my size, whatever. And I just look through it, and I just open up, and I look in, and it's it's like visible pit stains in the blazer oh, and it's you're, like, go, you're going to the wrong thrift stores you're is going, that, yeah. so is that true like can yeah. that ever be cleaned enough yeah. to satisfy me well a good thrift store won't put that on the rack they, they don't accept okay. everything so but i guess my point is like and buffalo exchange are the best that's good to know my question is like i sweat in everything so if i were to donate my clothes it would just be that would be gross to me and so <laughs> yeah. even if it didn't look that that way i would be skeeved because someone else was in them you know yeah am i being oversensitive no if there's any kind of stain on clothing you should definitely throw it away i would say okay. that's not giveawayable my mother owns a consignment store does and she that's really she, yeah oh, that, you, that's i didn't usually, realize it was consignment well yes they yeah, have some boom, consignment Matthew, clothing furniture with boom. your ooh, i don't think uh, this could ever happen <laughs> i'm going to philly <laughs> but but uh consignment i don't know in my experience sometimes those stores tend to have better quality stuff because people are like getting paid back for what they're giving and they tend to yeah. only accept nicer things so yeah it's possible to find good stuff okay. yeah. right. honestly yeah. my favorite clothes i've ever gotten are at thrift stores because <laughs> you can find <laughs> you can find like crazy shit yeah like my golden girls onesie fuck yeah <laughs> yeah but where's the sex toy thrift shop you know i, I hear what you're saying well, that sure. there, yeah, there is yeah, no, there. not for resale why don't you talk to uh, mama jam about it let's get her back on the show see what she thinks would <laughs> she resell that okay yeah but you know thrift stores are getting boxes full of questionable items and then there there are poor humans bless them who have to like go through and oh my god dispose all the time. of or decide what 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 goes where People take just like bags of trash to Goodwill and they're like, yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. I might want to yeah. do that job for a week just to see what happens. See what totally, people get rid of. Totally. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then blog about it. Yeah. yeah. The Love same that. way I want to be a Lyft driver, but for one week only. You, you got a lot of good ideas. <laughs> you gotta, yeah, I'm not going to do them. Though, action. So just okay. Speaking of good clear. ideas, I think Can I Resell This would be an excellent YouTube series. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch Actually, it. Actually, kind of would. I feel like people would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh my god all right but let's not that. let's not get off track beat it or eat it what it was it you guys want to hear about porn <laughs> yeah, pornographic video games from the early 80s uh for the atari 2600 uh porny games are not new despite the phenomenon we're now seeing on kickstarter and as we will discuss today i conveyed three adult video game titles to you guys which one is real a was custer's revenge where you have to like bring your dick across the screen and essentially <laughs> rape a native american woman oh my uh, god b bachelor party 
bonking around with a bunch of naked women until you, you blast them off the screen, uh, a la Breakout, or C, beat them and eat them, uh, <laughs> women catching semen off the side of a building. You guys both, bless your hearts, went with choice C. Yeah. Yeah, although when you made it all rapey with choice A, I'm thinking it's choice A. It's probably mm. gotta be choice A. You're not gonna A. call yourself oh, so rapey. Uh, I'm just describing a game. I'm not. Right. Uh, exactly, I'm not exactly. But if you made it up, then. Hmm. Uh. You're I welcome to change, change your answer. I want to change. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm sticking with beat him and them. That's the reality I would like to it. exist. I'm going to stick with it. Yeah. Okay. Two for choice C, beat him and eat him. The correct answer is all of these games are real <gasps> games. No. Which means you are correct. You get you win the prize. What? How you can we play beat him and eat him immediately? You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch, Matthew. <laughs> I was most excited about this trivia because I thought I was going to learn about your porn of you, but I didn't. I know. <laughs> me too, me too, me too. So yeah. tell us more. Jeez Louise. Okay, Jen, we are definitely playing that game and live streaming it. <laughs> you absolutely should. Twitch? I mean, go on YouTube. Look, Atari games is not a lot to them. It's their kind of one trick ponies often. Uh, so go on YouTube and watch the games. They are... Truly, no, no, truly no, 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 ridiculous. No, 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 no. Where can Jen and I? Can we play it online, or do we have to get? <laughs> we need to talk to the Apex guy so we can play. So these. you, you know, I guess there's do two ways. Do we have to get one an Atari? Is, I mean, you could, but that's ridiculous. I guarantee yeah. you can emulate these games and and possibly even play them in a web browser. I don't know that for All sure, right. but you're gonna I'm, have to do some research for us. Jen and <laughs> yep. I are going to create a video. I'm seeing her this coming week. Quick right. Google Jenna's search of very Vietnam important. And it's very important that you and I play this together. I know. <laughs> I feel really strongly about this. Oh my God, beat him and eat. Sorry, I did a really quick Google search. It's beat him and eat him. Eat him. It's from 1982. Yep. Before we were born. Girl, pe- people have been beating and eating for a long time. I know, mm-hmm. I know. And as Matt said, Shit. you can watch it on YouTube. I, all right, I, I'm play, play it or watch up. it on YouTube. It, it is worth your time. But point here is that there is no way uh, the Atari company would have sanctioned these games. There was something about the Atari system that was open to developers, meaning you could, if you got a cartridge and you knew the programming language, you could make whatever game you want and then sell the game. Uh, so there was a company that specialized in these pornographic games. They did not sell very well. They were very heavily ridiculed. Uh, and the company eventually went out of business, I think, during the video game crash in the 80s. Uh, but they made all of these games and they are ridiculous, but also a, a bit disturbing because uh, it's this pix- these pixelated uh semen and penises and and you know again custer walking across the field to have sex with a with a woman tied up to a pole doesn't really hold up not great say, not great not great era. but beat him and wow. eat him holy shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right well yeah on that note let's get into this interview we now have with us christoph senior producer for subverse welcome christoph hey how's it going thanks for having me it's great it's great i feel really good i feel really good about this interview I know, I'd too. like to know what my poor name is. I've waited for years. <laughs> what is it supposed to be like? The name of your first pet in the street you grew up on or something? I don't yeah, know. I'm pretty Casey sure. Michelle. Casey Michelle. Spunky oh. Steuben. Yeah. Casey Michelle wait, is pretty what? good, Allie. Wait, wait, wait. Chen, wait, what whoa, was whoa, yours? Whoa. Spunky Steuben. Spunky is a pretty good poor name. Yeah. That's like, a, that's, a, that's a weird fetish kind of poor name, though. You know what I mean? Like, you're definitely you're definitely a middle schooler in that. Uh, I'm very yeah. sorry. Yeah, typically with the name Allie, they go with something like Allie Sin, you know, something like that. Mm. 
Mm. Oh my God, why did I never think about that? My name is Allison. (laughs) If I was an actor in porn, pardon me, um, my poor name would be Johann Sebastian Koch. That was uh, was mine. (laughs) (laughs) That's so classy and so dirty at the same time. I love that. Johann Sebastian Koch. (laughs) Let's start by having you tell us, describe Subverse to us and let us know exactly how you are involved with it. Oh, absolutely. So I'm the senior producer for the game. And since we're a small indie studio, that basically means I have 30 different jobs. Uh, I do voice <laughs> acting for it. I'm currently writing the script. I do HR, accounting, uh, design, pretty much everything. And as far as the game is concerned, uh, Subverse is unique in that it's going to be the world's first kind of like current gen true adult video game. And what that means is it's a game that can match the quality of the current titles on the market while also featuring explicit adult content, which has never happened before. So it's a very exciting time to be creating this like very unique product that's in very high demand. That feels like something that's happened before. It really hasn't. I feel like video games and porn hand in hand, literally. You know what I mean? Hand in cock. Oh, sure. Anyway, what? (laughs) Well, as far as the video game landscape is concerned, there have been games created with sex scenes in them. In particular, there's something very similar to what we created. Uh, We're almost parroting it to a degree called Mass Effect. And that was a series where you had certain characters on your team where you romanced them over the course of the game and then eventually you slept with them. But the sex scenes were very like Skinamax, if you know what I mean, like PG-13 kind of stuff. Mm -hmm, Gotcha. Whereas we're full P&V, so... So that's the big difference. <laughs> Wait, but aren't they aliens? Like, do aliens have P's and V's? Like, couldn't they have all kinds of other other things going on? Just to clarify for the for the audience and, and for Ali, P is penis and V, I'm pretty sure, is vagina. Right? Mansplaining so as usual. Just make sure I <laughs> sit in the corner. Okay, Matt, stop Quite talking. astute, Mr. Um, Silverman. Yes, you- <laughs> the observation is correct. Yes, he's married. Um, so he's had sex before. The rest of us never. At uh, least twice. Okay, do you remember Coneheads, though, when they had sex by just, like, putting, like, doing that weird telepathy thing? Like, how do we... Yeah. Doesn't your video game involve alien sex? Like, I think you need to get a little more imaginative, Kristoff. I don't mean to, you know, rewrite (laughs) things here, but... Oh, Oh, we do, actually. Um, There's a character in the game that we currently are calling Squid Girl, and she's kind of a bounty hunter that comes after a character. Oh, yeah, you you know exactly where I'm going with this. Yeah, we know. And so she has kind of, like, tentacles (laughs) for hair. So, Uh yeah, they're all prehensile. Cool. they can grab things uh good stuff happens with that so to That's ask cool. the obvious if you're a voice actor uh, partly is one of the 30 jobs that you do are you making sexy voice recordings as well are, <laughs> is it like johan oh, sebastian yeah. cock you have to channel <laughs> johan sebastian <laughs> okay you uh you will definitely hear my voice in the game but unfortunately i'm not going to be uh fucking in this one i do that in many of the oh. other movies that the studio has made but uh yeah this one is just strictly Great. character acting <laughs> Cool, cool. How how do you get into character for these? Uh, It depends on the character. I mean, um, with this particular game, I can't reveal what I'm playing just yet because we haven't revealed those characters. But uh, I just kind of like think of a cartoon reference, somebody that I find very endearing or somebody that I've kind of like uh, practiced with over the years. And then I kind of find the voice from there. Like I'll start with, uh, you know, Mickey Mouse and turn that into like whatever lovable character I needed to be. I'll start with like yeah, Transformer Starscream totally and fuckable. turn him into something crazy. Oh, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got those little white gloves on. Yeah, I love so that guy. Actually, uh, <laughs> can you give our listeners a little bit of background on what goes down in this game? I mean, uh, you, yeah, absolutely. Like who uh, the characters just, are? Because I've been referencing aliens because I already watched your Kickstarter, but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And yeah. also, we know what waifus are, but I, I feel like some people might not. So when it gets to that, <laughs> we'd love more explanation. Yeah, 
Sure. Waifu is kind of, um, well, first of all, it's, it's, a, it's an American word bastardized into the, uh, the Japanese lingo. Um, when, when they pronounce words over there, they can't end the word with the F sound, so they end it with ooh, so waifu. So that's just like saying it's a wife character. It's a Mary Sue character that uh, the players, you know, they've been designed to fall in love with them. So there's a lot of these kind of characters, especially in the video game world, these like really strong, iconic, sexy female characters that have been in games over the span of decades. Um, so that's typically what you mean when you refer to a waifu character, something like that. And as far as what the video game is, it's basically a sci-fi experience where you go around the universe recruiting these waifu characters who are also criminals in the eyes of the galactic government because the galactic government just hates anything that's sexy. And these waifu characters are all very like strong pro-sex women. And what they want you to do is like help them overthrow that government. So that's what the video game is all about. So it's exactly like Star Wars. Exactly, but way more boners and vaginas. Cool, 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 cool. And tentacles. Yes, yeah. that too. Plenty of that. Okay, so I have so many questions, and I'm not sure if I'm maybe going out of order here, but we're really Allie gets excited sometimes. I'm very... Yeah. All of I our... I don't know what is wrong with me and porn. I don't even really watch porn, to be honest, Christoph, but I'm so mm-hmm. fascinated by it as a phenomenon. We're just really fascinated by the fact that people are now crowdfunding on Kickstarter. And we know that to some extent that's just because like that's what indie kind of outlets do. But like porn has gone over, gone through so many different um, evolutions on the internet. And so we're wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about like payment and and all those kinds of things that have happened that have led to porn companies now funding on Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm quite an old man, so I know all about the, the history of how this came to be. I'll try to make it as, uh, as fast a story Jerking as possible. Jerking off since 1923. Oh, hell yeah. I've been there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, are you ladies familiar with uh, what Rule 34 is by any chance? Oh, please yes. don't talk down to us like this. <laughs> I'm just but our listeners sure. might not be. Yeah. Okay. So rule 34 of the internet dictates if it exists, there is porn of it. So ever since the internet was around, there's been porn parodies available on it. But typically back in the day, it was just in the form of these like shitty JPEG images you downloaded off of these GeoCities websites. They're full of viruses. And uh, eventually that evolved into kind of like higher quality artwork. And then that evolved into these kind of like crappy flash games where you could interact with them by like clicking on a pair of boobs or something like that. But then in 2012, a company called Valve released a program called Source Filmmaker. And what that allowed you to do is extract 3D models from the video games themselves and kind of play dirty Barbie dolls and like mash them together to make it look like they're fucking. And then that evolved that into game. people making, oh, yeah. oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <You've all played laughs> that was my first game. As a, as a child. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. No, not Source Filmmaker, uh, Smash and Barbies. Yeah. The yeah. actual Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. It. Everybody made their Barbies fuck. Yeah. So w- what eventually happened is people started making nude versions of the models. They started throwing dicks on the male characters and it started looking like actual porn. And so people started creating these like one to five second animations that looked like they were straight from the video game. But what our studio did in particular is we took those characters and we put them into full length movies that were true to the lore of the game. So they were fully voiced. Um, they were like 15 to 35 minutes long and it became really popular. And so since people took to that, since it went so viral, there's a funding platform called Patreon, which uh, there's still a lot of porn companies on it to this day, but we're actually banned because uh, we made a werewolf feed a girl's butthole, long story. Um, but we, uh, we were very yeah. successful on there on collecting a lot of cash and building this kind of like small studio with some full-time people that 
were animating, writing scripts for these movies and producing them year round. Uh, the way it got to Kickstarter is uh, we wanted to make a video game project. And Kickstarter was very popular for video game projects about five years ago, but it kind of dried up because a lot of these big projects failed to yield results and people had put a lot of money to them. Uh, Star Citizen is a very good example of that. Hundreds of millions of dollars went into that game and they have barely anything to show for it. But nobody had ever tried to make a really high-quality adult content title and put it on Kickstarter. So what we did is we put together this really amazing pitch, these awesome graphics, a really great trailer, put it on there. And just like the initial response to our movies, the response to this was massive. We had support pouring in from all around the world, people putting in you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, even within the first couple of days of the campaign. So that's kind of how it all went from like zero to 60 over time. Do you think that you've attracted a new audience maybe because it's sort of like a more mainstream uh, platform or have you attracted a more a, a larger audience to it because of Kickstarter? I think that's absolutely true. I mean, if you look at the demographics of gaming, even from like the 1990s to now, back in the day, you know, uh, like women and older men didn't really play video games. But nowadays, like every woman I know plays video games, even if they're, you know, casual, mobile or like Nintendo Wii variety. And so the reason why that happened is they became more interactive, they became more accessible and they became of higher quality. And so the exact same thing is happening now with porn. So women that, or even, you know, like men that didn't really get engaged with porn or video games before are now getting engaged with it in a much higher percentage. And how much money have you raised on Kickstarter so far? <laughs> um, the official count was 1.6 million pounds, which I believe converts to about $2.2 million. But we don't get that exact amount. Like they take a certain amount at the top, but we're, we're very uh, happy with the amount we raised. We're actually number 17 out of all the video game projects that have ever existed on Kickstarter, which is super impressive because we're just a small indie studio. What? Pretty much everybody <laughs> in front of us was like, you know, a uh, big AAA or had experience with those kind of studios prior to uh, making those games. So. Oh my god. That, yeah, we read that a lot of different porn companies are now funding on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Mm -hmm. Um do you know if that's true and why that might be? That's absolutely true and a big reason for that usually is due to like niche fetish. So if there's something you want to make that uh, you don't necessarily want to create a full website for, but you have a vision for a specific project or something that's been requested, you can get enough money to guarantee the success of that project. You can pay your staff or your actors, put the project together and uh, get it going. Uh, with the support of people that want to see it happen. So it's kind of like a guaranteed return on your investment. We read also that people are maybe more likely to fund it on Kickstarter because it's more of a discrete payment in the sense that on your credit card statement, it just looks like you donated on Kickstarter. Have you, Do you know anything about that? Or? Well, these days, that kind of thing is uh, less prevalent because you know, the porn companies have wised up to that. Like if you get a premium subscription to Pornhub, I don't think it shows up on your credit card statement as Pornhub. It shows up as like, uh, you know, like MindGeek or whatever company Furniture. it is that owns them. Right, exactly. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, it is a bit more tables. discreet uh, if you're trying to hide something from a significant other that has access to your credit card payments. Uh, you know, Matt might know a little bit something about that. Huh? <laughs> sure. well, I, I like that it, it lists every video on your credit card statement that you've watched. I think that's a nice feature. <laughs> it's Ooh. like when you go to a hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Honey, what's this chicks with Dick's DP action, volume eight? Uh, I didn't approve that. <laughs> <laughs> tentacle porn. We love tentacle porn. Oh, hell yeah. Um, 
Do we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we just we need a whole episode about it. So, Christoph, if you have any recommendations for who to talk to, you, oh, that's we've true. Been we waiting. haven't covered tentacle porn yet. <laughs> Ooh, do you want the three D or two D variety? I can give you oh so many suggestions. Three <laughs> D. <laughs> we'll follow up by email. Thank you. Have you had any backlash from Kickstarter, or they're supportive, or they're they don't know what to do yet, or? You know, What's we were very, very careful with how we formatted the pitch and made sure that there wasn't any offensive content on there that violated their community terms and guidelines. And we looked at a lot of past projects, what they were able to get away with. And we talked to actually some people that had successfully funded adult uh, games on Kickstarter. We were expecting to get the project sent back with some certain items reviewed and need to be removed, but we did such a good job that they just approved it and put it up. So uh, we were very happy with that. That's yeah, great. for people who haven't checked out your Kickstarter, I really encourage them to also because it's hilarious. My mm-hmm. favorite is the opening, Are We Alone in This Universe? <laughs> what is out there? More importantly, can we bone it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really wise, wise, tale as old as time question. Wise words. <laughs> you can uh, thank our studio director for that. He came up with that line. Uh, he, he's quite a funny gentleman. He's currently helping me write the script of the game as well. <laughs> I was just curious if you have any thoughts overall on like the bans that are happening on porn, like on Tumblr, for example, that there mm-hmm. seems to be like some deplatforming going on. Yeah. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? So this is just kind of a symptom of things becoming corporate over time. This happens with, you know, many different artistic platforms. Basically, porn is allowed in the beginning. They get a huge user base. And then the corporate kind of angle comes in. Payment companies start complaining. Investors start complaining. They want to see that element of the website gone. So they start to censor it. It's all just a question of money at the end of the day and uh, legitimacy. And for some reason, the porn industry has always been seen as kind of an illegitimate one, something that people don't want to be seen or involved with. So it's common for this kind of thing to happen. And even on Patreon, you know, it happened to us. We were kind of their golden goose. We were like 13 worldwide, I think, or something like that. And then as soon as, uh, you know, they had enough sufficient funding from other legitimate, in their eyes, enterprises, they didn't need us anymore. They got rid of us. And eventually that kind of purge will happen with everyone on the platform as companies like PayPal kind of put pressure on them to get rid of that sort of stuff. Well, what do you, what do you think it can be done about that? You know, people need to vote with their wallets, definitely. And uh, if you send emails to these companies and let them know that you're not happy with that kind of censorship, they do tend to listen. When it comes to something like a payment processor like PayPal, there's not much they can do, but they can certainly revise and take a look at their own policies and say, is this really the part of history or the side of history, pardon me, that we want to be standing on? You know, To me, I think that artistic freedom is extremely important. And when it comes to pornography, you know, uh, people have a very wide variety of what they like to see, what entertains them, what gets them off. And I think that that should be respected. I don't think it's something that we should shy away from or run away from. And I think that this new wave of censorship that we're seeing is quite unfortunate because it's frankly not healthy. You know, um, when you allow something like really violent content to exist on your platform, but at the same time you censor the sexual content, it just doesn't make any sense to me, you know, um, Sex is an essential part of the human experience. I don't know why you'd want to censor that while at the same time allowing all this other kind of stuff to exist. So if there's something you want to do to become kind of like an activist for the porn industry, just make your voice heard. Um, Voice it on Twitter, social media, send emails to these companies, let them know how you feel, and uh, hopefully they will listen. And I know you live around the world. So do you think that censorship is uniquely American or, or are you seeing that other places as well? Uh, censorship in America right now is a very hot topic and I do see it growing and in a way that I don't necessarily see as healthy as far as other parts of the world. Um, 
you know, I spend a lot of time in Asia and in places like Japan. It's kind of funny because they produce kind of the most fucked up porn in the world, but at the same time, they actually have to censor their live porn. And that was due to Western influence a long time ago. So whenever you see two people having sex in a Japanese porno, there's a mosaic censorship on it. However, they produce porno with content where there's like a lot of really ridiculous fetishes. So as far as censorship goes, it exists throughout the world, What's but the in different ridiculous? ways. Um, I don't know. Oh, dear God. How graphic do you want me to get on your podcast? <laughs> Very graphic. Very graphic. A uh, woman putting live tentacled octopi into her vagina and puking on people while she spins around shooting out a milk enema. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that exists. Allie's not, not impressed. <laughs> Sounds like Burning Man to me. Yeah. Sounds like Burning Man. Yeah. Accurate. Uh, <laughs> Christoph, what was your personal journey to be working in <laughs> pornographic video games? How uh, did you get here? <laughs> I just kind of jerked off my way into it. Is that the proper way cool. to use those prepositions? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I think yeah. that's um, how that works. I've yeah. been masturbating to cartoons for as long as I can remember, I guess. And um, I got involved with this particular industry because I was doing professional voice acting. I was doing it in video games and especially in corporate jobs. And uh, one day I saw a movie that Studio File produced and I just thought like, man, I really want to help these guys out. So I sent an email to the director just saying, hey, I have extensive business experience. I'm a professional voice actor. I can do storyboarding, whatever you guys need. And he was really happy to get that email and have somebody finally contact him that could actually do the things they said they could do. So I started starring in the movies and I think in, I'm in pretty much every single movie other than like the first two that were created before I came on board. Uh, so... Yeah, I guess I just over the years cultivated the skills that were necessary to facilitate the creative ideas that the studio had. And since I could fill that void and I was there at the time, I just kind of became the guy. So that's how I joined the company. What is the allure of cartoons? We've heard that with other guests as well. Sure. Um, cartoons and animation in general allow us to express ideas that simply can't exist in the physical medium. And uh, when you have cartoon characters, I've heard a lot of people talk about this, where they're kind of a more clean or, I guess, a focused representation of whatever emotional construct people are attracted to, whether it's something very innocent, something very dirty, or something very fantastical, like a creature that can't exist in our world, such as something angelic or a minotaur or a werewolf. Uh, it's typically expressed in that animated medium. And you look at something like these video games, you know, some of these series, like let's take Street Fighter, for example, a character like Chun-Li, she's been around as long as some people have been alive. And so it's natural for them to develop kind of like a, a sexual fantasy for these characters. And these characters, since they were born in an animated medium, it's natural that you'd most want to express it in the animated medium as well. That's why animated porn, I think, became very popular. So I think that Porn is really interesting because it also seems to be leading the way in so many trends and the mm -hmm. and technological innovations throughout time has actually come from porn. Oh, sure. So I think it's really interesting some of the stuff you guys are doing in the sense that like I think traditional media um, and TV and all that is like, how do we keep up with the internet? And then you look to porn and it's like you guys have a, a Discord, you have a Steam community. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some of those other online communities that you have and why you decided to go into those platforms? Oh, sure. Um, those were kind of just a response to how viral we went, how quick it happened. You know, originally we were just communicating with our fans through email, Skype, and Patreon. But then eventually, you know, we had so many of them and they all wanted to kind of form the community, kind of discuss our movies together that we opened up the Discord channel, we opened up a Twitter, and we created a Reddit board, just all sorts of things. 
And by interacting with the fans directly, we learned a lot more about who they were, what kind of content they wanted to see, and more importantly, why they found our work valuable. And especially connecting with the female component of our fan base has been really rewarding for me because I've learned a lot about their mindset and why they're so attracted to the kind of content we make. And they become a big part of the kind of content that we're going to create in the future in terms of how we make those decisions. And I think a lot of companies could look to emulate that in the future. Companies like HBO, for example, with Game of Thrones or um, a really good example is like the new Sonic movie. There was such a backlash on Reddit and the internet about the design of the character that they invested millions of dollars into VFX to go back and recreate that character's design. So what you see us doing as far as like a community and listening to the feedback is something that I think is going to be very important for these big companies in the future because they're going to be able to get out in front of these problems that are occurring that they might not be aware of kind of on a corporate level and take care of them before they become that big problem. Can you can you talk a little more about some of also what are the differences between your Reddit community versus, versus your Discord community and so on? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, typically you get the same members across the platforms, uh, but Reddit is a bit more mainstream than Discord still. So you get people that aren't even necessarily associated with the game that kind of go in there like, hey, what is this? And they get curious about it. And uh, on the Discord community, it tends to be a lot more... Uh, perverted i guess like people on there are just filthy um you know they're posting all sorts of dirty pictures all day they're talking about the kind of stuff they like to masturbate to and so you get different kinds of discussions fostered in each group but uh it's not all that different overall Pornhub comments are notoriously hilarious or can be it's like they're calling out plot holes and asking if they ever ate the pizza or whatever how is the <laughs> subverse gang comparing so far in terms of the fact that you have discord reddit etc oh, our fans are awesome and um, anytime we publish something whether it be a movie or game clip or a trailer or whatever they're very very good in their feedback and we listen to them quite a lot um, as far as like the humorous stuff goes oh, we have so many fans that do like ridiculous uh, reviews of our movies there's one guy in particular who made kind of like a waifu tier list the other day and he like physically printed out the waifus and was like sticking them on his door with tape and being like oh i like this one because she's clearly the most uh, loyal to the captain and like i was just laughing my ass off watching this video like i i can't wait and like there's there's this fan art community that's popped up around the game too where they create these really hilarious pictures and somebody actually did a meme um have you ever seen the video boss of this gym by any chance can't say that okay. I have. Nope. Google it after this. It's quite amazing. But uh, somebody had actually done like a parody of that with the main uh, male character in our game. And I now use that as like my Twitter and Discord avatar because it's just so lovely to see people uh, care so deeply about our product and be so creative that they would do such things. So. And um, oh, Jen, remind me what this, what this is called. We, we did a whole episode on it. <laughs> <laughs> Where there's like this phenomenon of people feeling like they know you because they're in these oh. communities with you parasocial relationships yeah thank you yeah do do you have do you have issues with that where people just feel like they're a little too involved or that they should have more of a say in the game because they are like active in discord Mm -hmm. or how does that develop we do have kind of uh some of those we'd say like super fans or if they donate a lot of money you would call them whales (laughs) have like a certain opinion of i want this to happen i want to see this in the game i have this very specific niche fetish 
please, why isn't this in the game? And we do listen to that feedback and that kind of stuff, even though it is very niche, is valuable for us into seeing like what kind of market is out there. Um, we don't typically have problems where we need to like control the community or kick people out for being a little bit too aggressive with that. But it is something that happened it's, and it's unfortunate because you always want everybody to be able to participate. But some people do kind of take it a little too far. And uh, since there is such a wide spectrum of fetishes when it comes to our fan base, they do clash at times. But overall, the Discord uh, channel discussion is pretty civil, and I'm very proud of our community for that. Um, Johann Sebastian Koch, you mentioned <laughs> Wales, and I saw that Wales is the, that's the highest tier on your Kickstarter, which is another thing that was so fascinating that, of course, the Kickstarter, there are rewards. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like the Wales, they can actually request their own clip of porn, right? And they work with the animator, designer, whatever. Is, is that correct? That is absolutely correct. And whale is the term that's like used in the corporate world um, in the uh, kind of like free-to-play market. People that spend a, a huge amount of money compared to the other people playing your game or using your product. And so these kind of guys exist out there. They have a lot of cash to burn. They have very specific fetishes or they just have something that they really want to see happen with one of the characters we've designed. And so if they pledged that certain amount, which was 750 pounds, they designed their own love scene that's going to be in the game and that everybody in the world is going to experience. And so we work with these guys uh, on an artistic level. We you know, talk to them on a day-to-day -day basis, show them the clips that are being developed, and those get put into the game. And we're very proud of that kind of a community engagement that we're able to create a like, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And how many of those guys. do you have? Uh, there are 20. Okay. Yep, we had to limit the and tier. And those are all going to make it into the game. Yep. All 20 scenes will be into the game. Uh, we had to limit the tier because if you mm -hmm. get up to like 60, it just becomes too much customized fetish yeah. and not enough brog market appeal. And it's too much work for the animators as well. Yeah. Is it tough to necessarily get those into the storyline or no, that's not a problem? <laughs> <laughs> this is a porn game. We can make it happen. <laughs> all right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> well, Christoph, I want to hear about the game. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, it's it seems like a combination of inspirations. It there's it's a shoot 'em up. It's a tactical uh, combat mm -hmm. thing. Uh, it's obviously has a rich story where you're romancing the characters. Like, is this a good video game or like I I observe that there are other adult products out there that are like, yeah, it's a video game, but it's really just an excuse mm -hmm. to see a character or whatever you know what i mean so so tell us about the game itself yeah i, I know exactly what you're talking about and this is something i'd say I, probably the thing i'm most proud of when it comes to this production pretty much all the adult games that exist today as you described are just uh basically reskinned mobile games um, that have adult content implanted into them and oftentimes they have really exploitative business practices such as something like uh, we would call the gotcha system which if you're not familiar with is kind of like a slot machine you put the money in you get whatever items and it's sometimes not necessarily what you're looking for. What we did is we created a game that from the ground up was meant to be a cohesive experience. So the gameplay, the sex scenes, and the plot all tie in together. It's a very cohesive experience where, you know, the, uh, the grid combat that you do uses the female characters that you romance. Uh, if you do well in that grid combat, it earns you points that you could use to unlock sex scenes. And all the sex scenes and all the characters have to do with this revolutionary plot of overthrowing the government that has these puritanical ideals. So it is, um, I would say, the first true adult game experience in that it has all these systems flowing in together, while also not using systems that exploit the customer. We're very pro-consumer, so the price you pay for Subverse upfront gets you the full video game, the whole experience, and you don't have to buy anything else in order to get that. So we're very, very proud of that. Mm-hmm. 
you're, you mentioned like you're earning points to unlock the sex scenes. So like, is it like you, you play the video game and then you arrive at the scene and you're just watching the scene or is there like, are there gameplay mechanics during uh, the scene? Good question. So the way you unlock everything is kind of like a, tri- a typical RPG level up system. As your wife who's level up, they become more loyal to you. And the more loyal to you, they become the more scenes you can unlock. And as far as whether or not you see scenes during gameplay, I don't want to spoil too much, but there is a lot of sexy stuff that happens during the plot. And a lot of it is like very comedically timed as well. So you'll see stuff as a result of the game mechanics, uh, as a result of the plot, and also as a result of the leveling system. So basically, there's just a whole lot of fucking in this game. What's the ratio of fucking to intergalactic warfare? Oh, man. Uh, I can't (laughs) give specific numbers because the game hasn't finished developing yet. But uh, the game itself, Mm -hmm. if you do pretty much everything, is going to be a little over 30 hours. As far as the animated content that includes fucking is concerned, uh, there is a very good ratio. So the people who play this game all the way through will have uh, plenty of content to enjoy at a fair spacing for their like FAP2 gameplay ratio. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great. You mentioned Mass Effect. Um, I'm seeing hints of XCOM Mm -hmm. in here. For those listeners who are video game fans, and I know there are many, name some inspirations here so we can get a sense of genre maybe. (laughs) It's tough because um, Mass Effect is definitely an influence in terms of the aesthetics of the game and definitely it's the most recent kind of high-end science fiction game so there's parallels that obviously be drawn between the two and also with that particular game mass effect you did have these kind of like waifu characters that you establish a relationship with you romance them over the course of the game and then eventually you sleep with them in our game the exact same kind of relationship pattern happens um, where you actually do have to learn about the character you have to accomplish certain things that get you closer to them in order for them to respect you it's not just like you meet her it's like lol look at my boobs and then you're having sex Uh, we really didn't want to make a game that's kind of shallow like that so mass effect was a big inspiration for us as far as the grid combat is concerned um there aren't a lot of games that exist like this because since it's a porn game we wanted to keep the mechanics of it very casual so anybody could pick it up play it have a good time and also be successful and not get stuck with the difficulty curve. So even though it's grid combat and typically a game like, for example, Final Fantasy Tactics or uh, XCOM, which would take like an hour to complete a grid mission, ours can be done in like two to five minutes. So it's very arcadey, very fast paced. And that same kind of game design philosophy carries over to the shoot 'em up or the shmup sections. And uh, ours is unique in that it's vertical side-scrolling and also free-roaming. So just like Grand Theft Auto 1 or 2, you can explore kind of like the whole box of the level, moving up, down, left, and right, shooting up spaceships and stuff like that. But it has also, again, a very fast-paced feel. So it's tough to compare to anything because there's not a lot on the market that actually uses the kind of game design philosophy we do. But uh, definitely a Mass Effect, Tactics Advance. And for the shoot 'em up uh, yeah, I asteroids i guess is the only one i could really compare it to i don't (laughs) or great gradius maybe matt's gonna play the game and just skip over the porn (laughs) (laughs) you know it's funny but i think a lot of people are actually gonna do that um it's a good enough game that would warrant doing that for the people that aren't interested in the adult content but by all means let's get back to the fucking I was going to say, that's what I'm interested in. So would you mind telling us a bit more about the sexy stuff that happens? What can you do in this game? And if it gets too dirty, we'll just beep it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, the, we're not going to beep anything out. The waifus, I mean, yeah. are there also like husbandos? Ooh, very good question. Um, 
So here's the thing about going the husbando route. When you have, um, and this is something that was requested by a lot of people, is that we would have a male and a female captain, or a male captain that also has interactions with male characters. When that happens, it completely changes how you approach the animation structure and the logistics of everything. So you kind of have to keep it to like a one gender on one gender pairing. However, I am very happy to announce that Futa is a prominent fetish in the game. And for your viewers who don't know what that is, it means a woman that has a penis. So there will be like Futa action inside the game. So as far as what you can do, there's male on female, there's dick girl on dick girl, uh, there's tentacles, there's monster on female action, which means kind of like these really grotesque aliens having sex with these really beautiful women. And uh, everything is consensual. It's all like within uh, the confines of uh, everybody's personal taste as far as the waifu characters are concerned. And yeah, you can uh, do a lot in this game. And what you do is as you play the game, you kind of unlock uh, the rewards through a system that we're going to reveal soon. So I'm sorry, but I can't talk too much about it. But every waifu has a specific amount of scenes and specific fetishes that you can unlock. So they're all kind of tailored to whatever her characterization is. Do you think maybe for like a next generation thing, you'll introduce a female commander? I want to, and everybody at the studio wants to. I myself, I'm actually pansexual, so I would love to see that kind of thing happen. It just, again, it comes back to logistics. When you have both a female and a male lead character, yeah, I know. you have to create new dialogue, um, completely new animations for both subsets, new character pairings. It, it takes a whole lot of work. So on our next title, that is absolutely something we are looking to do, and it's something that I'm personally disappointed we couldn't do with this game, but... Uh, yeah, rest assured, uh, it is something we do no, care about. I mean, about. I also understand that your audience right now is probably predominantly male, right? Uh, well, you'd be surprised. Um, even if it is, I'd say, like 90% male, that's not necessarily all males that are straight. It's not necessarily all males that just want to see strictly, uh, you know, heterosexual man with a heterosexual woman. A lot of them do have an interest in the food content, or they have interest in the lesbian content, or like in the monster on female content. So, there's a wide variety of tastes, even amongst like just the primarily male subset of our fan category. Also, can you define pansexual? So for those who do not know, pansexual means, uh, yeah, I have no filter. I'll fuck anybody as long as I love them. So, <laughs> Does that include, but, but how is that different than just like a bi or poly or something? Mm -hmm. Sure. So especially these days, people have so many different like gender categories, sex categories. Um, categories that they identify into and like say like you're a bisexual person that means you would have sex with men and women but what about somebody who's transgendered what about somebody who's post-op pre-op what about somebody who is gender fluid there's so many different categories that a bisexual person might not be attracted to but i am personally attracted to anyone as long as i feel that i have a good connection with them so that's what pansexual means like cool. i can be cool. attracted to anything got it all right well christoph what what can we expect coming up? But like, can you let us know about release date or, you know, just sort of like what, what's coming up with the game? Sure. Um, I can't give you an exact date, but I can say that we plan to release the game in chapters. So there's 10 chapters in the game and we'll be releasing them one at a time. That's kind of our pipeline. So uh, people who pledge for the game have something called early access and they'll be able to download the first chapter on Steam late summer. That's the plan. And then we'll release the second, third, fourth, fifth chapter, um, you know, consecutively after that and add polish to the game as each chapter is released. So look forward to the first chapter in late summer. And we hope to have the full game released, uh, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. But uh, rest assured, all of us are working our butts off on this thing. We're all super passionate about it. And 
yeah, it's just absolutely wonderful to be part of this. And uh, we're happy to deliver the product to the community in a in high quality state that they are looking forward to seeing. Awesome. Well, it's been great to have you here, Johan Sebastian Koch. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's wonderful talking to you. Uh, you have a lovely show and I'm definitely a fan. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Well, that was, that was fucking delightful. I felt a real Speaking kinship with Kristoff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who would think that you and me, we would be so closely connected to somebody across the world who's making video games about porn. Everything you talked about, I was like, yep, yep, we know all about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but so you consider yourself a voyeur of porn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this video game is for you, kind of. I don't know. It, no, it's but clearly for Matt. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to study it. Yeah, yeah, just to study it. But I don't play video games. Yeah. So yeah. If I, you, you we're know. coming at it from, yeah, from two different perspectives. Because like I, you got, it was a fantastic interview, but you guys blew right past the video game stuff. And, <laughs> right. and I'm mostly interested in like, okay, like lots of Matt's video like, but games but how do you have, play it? <laughs> but how do you play it? Like plenty of games. It, it's okay. It's like a movie, right? There are lots of movies with sexy scenes, but the point of the movie is to tell a story, whereas the point of porn is to enjoy the porn. So when you combine the two, what are you here for and what is the consumption situation or intent? That's what I'm fascinated with. No, what I want to do is I want to watch Matt play it. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up, Allie. Okay. Wanna, should we should we like twitch that together, Matt? I'm going to no, watch you play. Oh, that's a, an interesting question though. Can you str- Oh, we didn't ask this. Can you yeah. stream this game because I don't know what the rules are. Not on YouTube. You playing it and me watching you and making comments. <laughs> right, but I guess my question is like when I mean, explicit <laughs> sex happens in the game, is that allowed on YouTube or Twitch uh e- even though they are animated characters? I-, I think the answer is is almost certainly no. Mm-hmm. And that would hurt the success of so many video games, especially independently produced ones and ones that are fueled by community is like, we got the game, we're going to play it together online and we're going to stream it as, as you guys know and as we've talked about on the show. And you can't do that with this game, I don't think. We didn't ask this. We should uh, send Kristoff a note. All right, well, <laughs> stay tuned for part two, fans. <laughs> Can we stream our porn? I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking about like, would I crowdfund porn? And absolutely, I've literally never paid Paid for pornography like i can't imagine inputting my credit card number into a porn site um right yeah but i just think like even if the company's big it would feel sort of scrappy if they were on one of these platforms i'd like be behind a cause and there'd be a huge payout i would definitely i i'm sad i didn't know about this sooner <laughs> well it lowers the barrier it lowers the barrier yeah yeah at the end definitely. of every episode jen's like i'm gonna try it and i want to actually do like <laughs> a 365 days jen tries I everything know. that we discussed <laughs> yeah but i think also with uh crowdfunding it normalizes it and that you can see how, like how many other contributors there are yes i guess yes. yeah, yeah. That's true. totally so you're just like okay yeah. everybody's doing it i might as well mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that it's like the 16th most successful video game Kickstarter. Like Kickstarter is the place to fund your game. Like it's a huge industry and a huge phenomenon. And there have been some monster hits coming out and monster flops as Christoph has uh, alluded and to. Monster or, or dicks. Kind of, and, mo- <laughs> and now like that it's among the top 20 is this game is, is like you thought it was a niche thing and it, clearly it is not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we talk about how Kristoff's voice is smooth like butter? 
<laughs> yeah, it really Did is, anybody? actually. I thought that's really? okay. yeah, I, I just, I just I wanted did. to acknowledge that. He has a really that. nice voice, yeah. Okay. Which makes sense because he's a voiceover actor, I guess. But I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. I see this. It made I'm me want to, like, put episode. on a voice. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, team, you heard it here. Have you funded <laughs> porn online? Tweet us. <laughs> no, is that not a good one? It, really, the question for me is, like, there's so much porn to have for free. So what is it about a site or a company or a production house that's like, I want to give them money because this speaks to me. And maybe sometimes it's a fetish, but maybe it's like, I want it to be movie quality porn, or I want this game to be not a shitty video game. I want it to be a great game. mm -hmm. To what extent is it the community aspect? Like feeling you have like Mm -hmm. you have a hand in the creation. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about that? (laughs) (laughs) Tweet at us. Um, I'm at June Bugger, J-O-O-N-B-U-G-G-E-R. I'm at Allie Gold, A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. You can email us at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail, which is our favorite thing ever. Please call us. That number is... 347-871-6548. That number again, 347-871-6LIT. And you can join our Discord server, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Uh, there are lots of people in there. You can suggest show topics, questions for shows. Just come and talk and hang out. You can share dirty pictures. We don't care. We really like it in there. So join us, discord.gg slash 2G1P. Um, and Ellie, if they want to contribute to us, how can they do it? You can go to patreon.com slash 2G1P. We are not banned from Patreon yet. <laughs> not yet. yet. I am going to upload a pic of my dick. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, waifus and husbandos. Uh, it's been real. We'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Two Girls, One Podcast is hosted by Allison Goldberg and Jennifer Jamula, then reenacted with naked video game characters. I mean, produced and edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by the Podglomerate. If you enjoy this pornographic audio broadcast, consider supporting it on Patreon. Because Lord knows advertisers can't be associated with this content. Visit patreon.com slash 2G1P to learn about some sweet perks and keep this show running long and hard. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe. Whoa.